Welcome to Talk Theory. It's your host, Kiara Barnes, where I talk all things life, what makes us human, and what makes us superhuman. Sit back, relax, and join me for a chat. Hello, welcome back for another episode on the Talk Theory Podcast. <laughs> Thanks, you. Thank you for joining me today. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at Kiara Barnes Official. Okay. DM me your comments. I don't know, guys. I'm in a really silly, goofy mood. Um, your thoughts, give this podcast a rating if you can. I appreciate the support and love as always. So I got a comment from a listener. I told y'all I'd be reading your comments. So please, I, it means a lot. It really does. Um, I got a comment from a listener, listener, and they were requesting an episode on mental health. And, you know, I thought, yeah, that, that's a great topic, and so, and a deep one, too. So today, we're going to dive into my personal experience with mental health, my ups and downs, and what I've done in order to maintain a healthier state of mind. Um, just to get a little serious for a second, um, personally, I have definitely struggled in the past with balancing my mental health and have definitely been through some experiences that have triggered some spirals. Specifically, a few years back, I had gone through something pretty life-altering. And, you know, honestly, I think I'll save the details of this particular instance for an episode in the future. I think it's definitely important to talk about, um, but we'll need some trigger warnings prefaced with it upon release. So without getting into the details, I did have to go through a lot of therapy and see a psychiatrist to help me. It was really dark time for me personally, but luckily I was given the resources and medication to help me get through that. I will say I did also struggle with bouts of depression here and there through high school and early on in college, which I feel honestly is pretty normal for most during that time. I said this in another episode, but so much is going on in those years. You're getting to know you, you're growing into your body, being affected by your hormones that are developing you and your brain. You're just being asked to have your life figured out and to know what career you want to do for the rest of your life. Like the pressure of excelling with your grades, tests, and then any other financial stress that comes from planning where to go to school. There's just like, there's a lot going on in general. And I think that feeling 100% amazing while trying to balance all of that is just not realistic. (laughs) Um, Honestly, what got me through those times was friends. And I know it can be hard to want to open up to your family because fear of judgment, you know, or even possible punishment And at least with friends, you know, for the most part, they're probably going through the same feelings as you. So they'll be able to communicate with you through that. I found my friends through, gosh, through activities at school, just who I seem to connect with in class. 
And I understand this can be a challenge because look, I am, I'm actually pretty shy <laughs> at first myself. Um, I just, I take a little bit of time to feel comfortable in new spaces. Um, but I'm telling you, it's worth it to put yourself out there for a few seconds and feel awkward to be able to build like a small community. And, you know, look, everyone's ever changing at that age anyway. So if you don't stay friends with the people you met at the beginning of the year, that's fine. You know, you'll meet new people. That was, at least that was my experience. I'd sometimes get in friend groups and realize later on that perhaps maybe we didn't really align or, you know, what they were getting into, I didn't really want to get into, or just honestly, personality differences as you grow and mature. So just putting that out there that like, if you're stressed about that, don't be. Um, now real quick, just to get back to what I was talking about in the beginning, therapy. Yes. Therapy was incredible. I honestly didn't realize how badly I needed it. And I highly, highly recommend therapy. I know that in itself can be difficult, you know, when it comes to like the funding, if you, if you don't have insurance. And I will say, even looking into your community to see if there's programs where you can talk to a clinical professional for free. In my case, I was actually able to connect to a social worker who was funded by the state. Again, they were a clinical professional, had their license to administer therapy, which was great because at the time, girl, I couldn't afford therapy. So that was a great option. But I will say, do your research. Don't be just showing up at random people's houses, okay, or anything like that. Vet these people. If you have insurance, that's great too. Um, and I will say either way, when looking for a therapist, make a day of it. <laughs> Don't be trying to do this when you're at your peak of stress or high emotion. It never works great or you get it done and you're just exhausted after. It's really, really hard to try and schedule anything when you're feeling, you know, that way. Um, make sure that you also, you know, like I said, make a day out of it, people. Make sure you, you're fueled up, you got your water, you're eating, and set a timer, you know, for an hour. Find some options. Send some e emails and give yourself the space to do all of that. It can be a process, but you want to make sure you're finding someone you feel you can be you with. And overall, just feel comfortable. And it's also okay upon first meeting if you're not, you know, you're not vibing, you're not feeling it with your therapist to look for someone else. I've definitely done it. Uh, so now when it comes to medication, I know this can be touchy for some, but my personal belief, this is me again, talk theory. Hi, Hey, I'm, I, I'm not a professional. I'm just sharing my life. But my personal belief is if it's genuinely needed at the time, you should use it. I was on medication at a point in time to help me through depression, anxiety, rapid thoughts, I will say it helped a ton. I was having an incredibly hard time doing that without medication. I was just overly stimulated at that point in time to get through that alone. And although eventually I felt, I did, I felt that shift in me genuinely needing it, 
to taking it out of fear that I wouldn't be able to maintain myself without it. And look, there's specific people out there where medication is needed 24-7. That's just how they were born. And in that case, that should also be done. In my case, it was more situational. So through my healing process, I knew that I wanted to get to the point where I could get back to recalibrating myself without needing the medication. And it took me a few months, but I eventually was able to do it. I'm incredibly grateful for that medication. It saved my life a few times, but easing myself off it while still attending therapy, getting evaluated by my doctors, just made me feel so supported and comfortable through the process. The next thing I definitely wanted to figure out was, okay, how how am I going to be able to keep myself afloat after medication? And how do I handle, you know, those low dips on my own? And I found that, honestly, meditation and journaling was huge for me. There were a few self-help books that introduced me to both of these techniques, which, again, were amazing. And if you want to know those books, definitely hit me up in the DMs and I will share. So, yeah, I just got into those practices. Meditation is so great because it helps relax your entire body through breath. It's free 99, baby. You can do that right now. It's very powerful and can be felt instantly. The thing that I had to let go of though with this, (laughs) this is like my personality type and maybe just growing up with three brothers and being very competitive, I had to let go of trying to perfect the art of meditation. Look, someone best explained it to me that the purpose of meditation is just to allow your thoughts to be until you get to a point of peace with them. There's no need for control, no need to try and get everything perfect and quiet. Now, sometimes I can go for 30 minutes. Other days, I can only do 10. Some days, I'm way more fidgety than others, you know, and that in itself, really, it doesn't matter. Just taking a few deep breaths is really where the benefit is coming from. The rest is the cherry on top, so you can process the thoughts and feelings. I have had my most profound moments through meditation, and it's led me to making great decisions because I was able to give myself that time and that space to think through things there folks there's a bunch of science behind this so feel free to look into that uh actually a fun technique is my favorite uh, immediate proof to see how meditation affects the body is take a picture of your face before you go into a girl what's happening into a meditation don't smile don't frown just let your face be neutral then When you get out of your meditation, take a picture. And again, don't force any face. Just allow your face to sit neutral. The results are crazy. And you can just swipe back and forth to see how much the body recalibrates when it's given oxygen and in full capacity for an allotted amount of time. It's amazing. Next up, next up, journaling. 
I journal just about every day right after meditation or when I feel like I need a release. Journaling is so nice because you can just free write your feelings, your goals, aspirations, frustrations, really anything. And this is your private book of thoughts and this will help you process things outside of your head. I feel like when we keep our thoughts in our head, it is really easy to feel overwhelmed and so far from a solution, but writing it down genuinely helps de-escalate those feelings and just put things into perspective. Uh, I also learned having some kind of schedule through the week helps, an activity or something to look forward to each week. If it's going to a yoga class, watching some funny movie or a TV show, getting into painting or drawing, just something that is going to keep you engaged and happy. I will say, preference with this, okay? I will say, only doing these things for the length of time that it's fun to you. I personally, I've been really getting into freehand sketching, water painting, using charcoal, and it's fun. I, I actually, I love it, but there usually does come a point in time during the activity where I feel like it's not fun anymore and I'm not doing it for the enjoyment, but rather to make something quote unquote good. And that's when I stop because now it's not fun and I just, it feels like a chore. And so I just back off and come back to it at a later time. I will also say exercise and food can be essential when it comes to good mental health. Food is fuel and depending on what you're mainly eating can affect your energy levels, but also just how you feel overall. And I'm not saying you need to be, you know, only having green juices and kombucha for dinner, okay? But maybe break up the amount of times you go through the drive-thru for fast food for, in trade, a meal or two cooked at home and, and just see the difference. Perhaps adding some veg on the side, having more water rather than soda, and just take notice of how, how it affects your mood, your energy, and sleep schedule. Now, exercising in itself is good. It's good to get your body moving, your joints and muscles. They, they need to be woken up ever so often to maintain basic mobility and strength. But the more you move and get your body used to expensing some energy, the more you, you yourself will feel energetic. As of late, my favorite thing has been going on walks and hikes and doing yoga. I'm a bit spoiled being in California. The weather is so much more bearable um, at the time that I'm recording this, it's like fall. So, uh, apologies, <laughs> anyone that's, you know, in the cold. Um, but for me, I am lucky, you know, getting outside is, is a really good thing with mental health. Um, just leaving your house and seeing something outside of the four walls around you is really, really helpful. But, you know, even if it's too cold for some, I don't know, try, you know, getting a membership or trying a free membership uh, just so you can do a walk on a treadmill or something, just something different. You can get out of the house, uh, you know, to move your body. And 
I, I even, you know, sometimes I'll even do yoga at home. Uh, there's a bunch of resources on YouTube as well. If you just want to stretch and stuff like that, but it, it really does help. And overall, I feel a sense of clarity when I'm able to at least work out a few times a week. It, it just helps. Now, these are all just a few things that help with my mental health, but there are so many other things that can help. And mostly, I think doing check-ins with yourself and just getting really honest about how you feel will help you know where to start and where to go from from there. And honestly, the best thing I can say is just be patient with yourself. I know, I feel like this has been like what I've been saying every week. So I don't know, maybe all of us just really need to hear it. Or maybe it's for me, who knows, but truly be patient. Mental health is a broad and ever-changing thing in itself. Some days are better than others and everyone has been, everyone has been through that cycle. There is no perfect way, no perfect formula to feel perfect all the time. That's just, it's not realistic It's more so how you take care of yourself in these moments and giving yourself the space to process and feel. And it's better to feel these things through than to ignore them. You know, you don't want things to start bubbling over and up to the surface, you know, after it's been sitting there for a while. It's just, it's not good for you. So today's theory of the week is mental health is ever-changing and ever-growing just like us. If we maintain a childlike sense of curiosity through the healing, we can be brought to great outcomes. Meaning, approaching this all through a sense of lightness and love will allow you to process things on your own timeline that won't feel pressurized or forced. This is Again, this is like a continuous journey, so there's no rush to feel perfect or make everything perfect. Either way, if you're going through a rough patch right now, I just want to say that you are so deeply loved and I love you and I care for you as you should for yourself. Um, a really great friend of mine um, from an old show I was on he told me this, he would tell me, um, this when I was struggling and just like in a down mood and he, and it stuck with me all this time now, but he says, this is not forever. It's just for now. And I will keep that with me 24 seven. I say it all the time. This is not forever. This is just for now. Um, so all is well, remember that. Thank you for showing up. And thank you for listening. Uh, Until next week, I shall see you again Monday. Follow me again on Instagram, Kiara Barnes Official. Let me know what y'all think about this episode. I really, I do. I hope that it helped and I hope that you were able to feel some kind of comfort from it. And overall, thanks again for listening. Okay, see you next week. Love you. Bye.